Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Villa were given a wake-up call in Poland on Thursday night with a 3-2 loss to Lechia Warsaw in the Conference League. In this episode of At The Match, I'm joined by AVFC London Lions chairman, Paul Webb, live from Warsaw. I feel like I'm doing Eurovision here. Nil <laughs> for Aston Villa last night, Paul. Um, you're at the game. What did you make of it? Yeah, morning, Frankie. Um, what did I make of it? It was a hell of an experience. The Warsaw fans were incredible um, and they just didn't stop. We When we, we got there, probably about... 45 minutes, 50 minutes before kickoff. So to get to the ground, they were putting on free buses, which was heavily policed from the city centre out to the ground. So we got dumped in the uh, the away end by one of these. And then we just watched them set up their display. So we saw the, the ape and the welcome to the jungle. And they had pyros underneath the ape to make the eyes sort of on fire. And, and then they just throughout the game had like so orchestrated songs and different movements and different it was quite a spectacle to watch so as a fan you can't help but be impressed by that and I have a feeling the away fans were myself included were slightly just watching that at times because there was just so much to see and then it was a bit distracting so the away end then really got going and I sort of wonder if the players were a little bit shell-socked by it all and um, Obviously, it's not the result we wanted. Thankfully, it's the first game of the group, so it's by no means disastrous. But the actual performance was really flat. The the passing was really sloppy. Just the whole performance, it was a very unusual performance where Villa have been late in. It was something that we didn't expect at all. Yeah, um, I, I did wonder if the... You know, the experience of it, you know, we've got a lot of players who are international, um, you know, have that experience playing international football and have played in very intense atmospheres. But there is something different about playing on a Thursday night away in Poland, isn't there, as a collective group? It's not something they're used to. So I did wonder if this was almost kind of, you know, we'll see how Villa get on, but and maybe we'll look back on it and go, we needed that night where we sort of had that experience, figured out this is what, this is how intense it is and how hard it is to concentrate in these atmospheres and we need to be a bit more on it. Um, but then again, you know, maybe that's giving a little bit too much credit as well. Um, you know, selection wise, I mean, Villa didn't go for their full strength 11. I personally think, you know, with the sheer volume of massive games we've got coming, Chelsea up the weekend, Everton, you know, in the League Cup and Brighton at home, two massive Premier League games coming up. You know, Emery does have to shift this team around and he, he probably, he has the right to expect more from a lot of these players who are, you know, coming in, you know, um, Longley's not played for us before, uh, you know, but he's Barcelona, he's Tottenham, he's international experience. You've got Callum Chambers, Arsenal experience as well. Um, but I mean, I thought Longley was okay, uh, but I think it was more the full. I thought Chambers struggled yesterday, looked a bit off the pace. Um, but I mean, what did you make of the selection yourself? Yeah, I've been surprised. I was surprised. I felt um, that I thought he was going to go for it quite heavily to begin with. I felt the rotation might come later in the group stages. Uh, but that said, you look at a lot of... I think the, the main two were Longley and Chambers, which surprised me. And obviously, Diego Carlos is still carried a knock. So we haven't got a lot of centre-backs to pick. So you you, have, you are absolutely right. We do have to make changes. Um, 
and we still had quite a lot of internationals. The first team that midfield was very, very strong on paper. Tiedemann's just coming in for Dougie Louise. That's something that we probably expected to happen to for Tiedemann's to play quite a few of the European games. And Duran has probably earned a little bit of a start and again was very useful again last night. So I was surprised, but I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think we are going to have to make changes. And when we bring these players in, they are going to have to perform to a higher standard than they did last night. And I felt everybody to a man just had a poor game. Um, I don't think anybody really shone. I'd be amazed if like, if you were doing the ratings out of 10. I'd be amazed if anyone gets above a 6 out of 10. Uh, starts with the goalkeeper all the way to the top. Um, so, yeah, it was just a really flat performance. I don't, I don't quite know why we were so flat. I don't know if it is because we made so many changes or what it was, but it just there was just a sloppy, it was, it was slow, it was just lethargic. It felt, I think, the general consensus amongst the fans last night was it was almost quite a pre-season feel to the way we were playing, mm. the tempo of the game. It was very different to what we're used to seeing with Villa. Um, and going, I think Chambers had an absolute shocker. Yeah, um, he was very poor. Uh, and if that may be, uh, that what I think will be really disappointing for Emery to see Chambers play so poorly because it just won't give him the trust again. Long then, like I said, that's his debut for the club, so you've got to be a little bit more lenient with him. And like I say, he had some good moments, but it was just their goals just seemed so simple. Like, just to give yeah. away goals, like just one, two, two crosses and Vinya just didn't pick up his man at all on the back post and Chambers just let crosses come in. We just gifted them opportunities. Mm. Uh, and maybe that is the wake-up call we need. Actually, we are going to have to take this competition incredibly serious. It's not a gimme. And I think the fans needed the wake-up call as well. There's a lot of the chat pre-game yesterday was we're just going to walk over these teams. And it's just not the case at all. Not in these atmospheres. It just never is. You know, uh, we've, uh, we are we are uh, veterans like um, of the uh, European uh, nightmares we've had in the past. You know, Rapid Vienna couple of times yeah. I remember a few intertoto disasters against French clubs maybe Ren was it in the early 2000s yeah. um some some tough nights so uh, for for the, for young villa fans who have not experienced that before like Bruce Willis says as John McClane in Die Hard welcome to the party pal yes <laughs> <laughs> this is how it goes um yeah. but I, I do I do think villa will bounce back from this I, I'm confident that Emery will get it you know out of them to, to do that but uh you know, I, I think the goals, I think, as you said, you know, the first one, I mean, all of them were just a bit too easy. Uh, and yeah. I think the, the first one, Dean's asleep. I also, what you know, watching the replay, I do think Clement Longley looks a little bit too far forward where considering where the rest of the defence are. And it felt like if Longley was just 10 yards deeper, he'd been there to block that. And I wonder if Ming's been there, you know, it, it's something I'll mention later about Ming's actually. His absence slightly looms large. Although I, I thought Longley wasn't actually terrible at all I think it just uh I don't know I just think for that particular moment I, I think him and Dean maybe were, were at fault but then uh and then the second goal as well just too easy to get it past uh, Chambers mm. um get it um into the area and then uh Chambers was 10 yards behind him you know it looked like he had the entire freedom of uh uh, Poland to to score that goal. Um, I'm not really. I yeah, need to I watch that. Right, we were we were just far. I don't know. We we lacked intensity. We didn't yeah. go after him and that. But I think it's probably easy to call out the players that came in. But I thought Konza had a really poor game as well. Yeah, and he's played a lot of games. Maybe he's the one that needs rotating. Who knows? But I did think he was off the board. And if he's now 
it goes back to that Mings role. If he's going, he's now become has to become the leader of that defense. Exactly. So Mings was that like he was so superb at it, and he was the linchpin of it. And it's always look Cons always looked a better player when he's played alongside Mings. Um, but Cons and now he's got his new contract. He's going to have to step up if he wants to get this England call, which I think at times. He has deserved in the past. I don't think he deserves it right now on current form. But then again, you look at the England squad and we just pick defenders who never play for the club anyway. But um, I think Conson needs to step up. I think he needs to improve his game. He needs to find another level where he becomes the leader of the back four. It feels like, due to the injuries we've had, he is going to be the main defender and we will rotate around him. Um, and he needs to play better. He needs to show some leadership. He needs to... Stop making the sloppy mistakes, which is, is almost Mings-esque when you just see him on the ball, not attacking a defender, allowing him to run at him. And then just, I don't know, just feels like last night he he's one of these players now that isn't, he's been played so many times together. He now needs to step up and take it to another level and grab that defence by, you know, and say, this is my defence tonight. We are going to be able to keep a clean sheet. But it just looked very unorganised at the back. Yeah, I thought that it, the, the the absence of Mings really loomed large last night, and has done at St James's Park and at Anfield. So those three away games where Villa have looked defensively vulnerable, it's it's becoming a it's a worrying pattern, I think. Um, but uh, you know, I actually, you know, I did actually think there were one or two positive displays last night. Um, Yonder ran. Uh, yeah. He's nineteen years of age. He's starting to look like the real deal now. Um, or uh, you know, this could be a run at just a you know, a golden moment of form for him and maybe he'll fall off. Don't know, but I don't know. The, the, you know, after that goal against Palace, um, a really good goal against Hibs uh, and he got that against Everton. Um, last night, I thought the way he adjusted his body to head that uh, goal, uh, head it in for the, for the first goal was really good. And, you know, he had another chance where he took it uh, back to goal and it was a great save from the Warsaw keeper that would have put Villa 3-2 up. So I was quite surprised when he came off, to be honest, because I thought he was making really yeah. good runs. He was really involved. Um, but, you know, who who did you think had positive displays last night, if there were any? Yeah, so I think um, he's exciting, isn't he? He's now just taking, he's gone up from that raw talent that everybody could see to, he's, you, you can already see he's improved his game a considerable amount in the year since we've had it. Uh, and it's exciting to see. And it also, I hope, gives Watkins a bit of a, a kick up the 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 backside that he needs. I think mm. Watkins is just a little bit off the ball at the minute and needs a goal, but he's never had true competition. The Danny Ings thing was just always very strange. So this hopefully, I was quite pleased to see Zuran start because I think Watkins will start against Chelsea. But hopefully that competition will spur them both on. And I, likewise, I was surprised to see him go off. I thought he might play them both like he did against Palace. Mm. Zaniola started the game really really well. Yeah, he did. An electric first 25 minutes and then just went completely missing. Um, which I guess maybe that attacking midfield role sometimes does that. But I think for me, Ramsey came on as well. That's going to be such a huge boost for us. And he, he looked a, he looked sharpish. Like he can't give, give the lad a bit of a chance uh, to come back from injury. But that squad there for the bench last night, when you talk about rotation, that bench was so strong. It was like we didn't have a single kid on the, the bench from an outfield point of view. So the full squad was out there. Um, and I think we were each individual who started. Duran played OK, Zaniola started, but they all went missing after like the half hour mark. Yeah. So right. I think, like I said earlier, I think everyone can be disappointed 
with how they they approach that game. And I think the fans were as well. I say the fans were really silent in the away end. Like it was such a great atmosphere building up to the game. Like the Warsaw, you couldn't move for seeing Villa fans. It was fantastic. They dedicated us two pubs uh, in the city centre, and they were absolutely heaving. Great atmosphere. Great atmosphere before the game. And I don't know, just everything just felt flat. I, I, I do generally believe there was a belief that we were just going to win these games, yeah. both and within the club, within the fan base, within the management as well. So I, I think Emery had it. I think it was a wake-up call last night because I don't really think anyone played well enough. And some of the sloppy passes, it was just so frustrating, thank you. Like, we got into the... Even when Louise came on, and then just the passing just wasn't there. The intensity yeah, was off. I... I was surprised at how his, his was off as well. I thought he'd come on and at least exert control. And it just, it centre mid was a problem last night. It felt like he got bypassed very easily. And I really thought that was where we might win the game, is in, if we can just control it in the centre. Because we got the players who were so good on the ball technically, so good at passing. I really thought that might be where we, we get Warsaw. And actually, something else as well was that. You know, Leon Bailey, I thought I thought he actually did all right in, in patches. And I thought he got really bad, quite nasty treatment all night. Um, yeah. And then the first half, there was one tackle on him that I think on, if you watch the replay, I think it should have been a red card. It was a really, I thought that really bad one tackle. Light on the t- touchline, yeah. he came in with his studs really high. Horrible yeah, tackle. I, I think I thought in the yeah. Premier League, maybe VAR get, get, gives a red for that. Um, it, but, but something Warsaw were good at that we weren't was not just having that intensity, which maybe the crowd really, I mean, would have helped them for sure. Um, but it was also like game management. It also felt like they, they'd they make the professional foul at the right time. Mm. And it felt like we would never do that. We'd never really respond in kind at all. Or, you know, um, it, it just felt a little bit like they had a bit more of a, I don't know, it, you don't want to encourage, you know, cynicism and all that. But it felt like it, uh, there were moments where they were a bit cannier. And the third goal probably yeah. summed it up where I think if a Villa player is making a run like that, at two defenders, one of them goes in and just fouls him, stops yeah. him getting the chance. Whereas we just backed off, backed off, backed off, and then he just takes the chance, and uh, they and we we pay the price. So. Yeah, I think you could tell that as a team they've played in Europe because I think they they had to qualify for a couple of rounds as well to get to this point. So they're they're savvy about it. They knew how to to do it. Like I say we we just didn't know how to handle it, but we didn't approach it. We didn't play with the same intensity that we do the Premier League. So I don't know. It just felt really off something just didn't click last night at all uh, but they they it's easy to highlight how poor we were but they were good as well they had a very good night they were bang up for it I mean you have to accept that the Premier League team in this tournament will always have a target on their back the Premier League is the the league that everybody is shooting for it's the league now that players want to get in so they understand if they have a good game against the Premier League team the Potential to get scouted is huge. Yeah. Um, so they will be going after us as well. Uh, and the English teams, they, they, so we're, always, we're going to have to up our game a lot more than that. Hopefully, we've, on paper, you would think we've got quite an easy fixture next to this group. But after last night's result, maybe we haven't. But it, it could mean that if AZ were to beat Legia in the next game, and we beat Mostar, then it's all to play for. We could still win the group. So I'm not, like, I'm not, I haven't woke up being too distraught about it all. It no. was a very poor performance. But we only lost 3-2. The yeah. first half was a bit a bit like a yo-yo, wasn't it? When we attacked, they attacked, and it was very open. And the second half, you assumed, was going to be the way. But they killed it for half an hour, like you said, after, we, after they made it 3-2. 
it wasn't until like, the 85th minute we looked like scoring. It, yeah. it felt like Tiedemann should have squared it right in the last second to yeah. Watkins or done better. So we could easily have come out of the game with a draw. We weren't. We didn't get thrashed. It wasn't like a Newcastle scoreline or a no. Liverpool game. So if that was us on our hopefully our poorest performance in this tournament, if that if that's there and we're only getting beat three two in a very hostile atmosphere, then we're not a million miles away from being able to win these games. Um, because it, it was so obvious to see how we could improve on last night. Yeah, completely. It was it's uh, like I say, a, a wake up call. I think, and maybe you know, we'll look back in time and think, oh, we needed that actually. You know, there's plenty of teams. You know, Argentina won the World Cup, lost to Saudi Arabia. Uh, <laughs> Spain won the World Cup, opened that by losing to Switzerland. So, uh, Aston Villa are going to win the World Cup, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, uh, it, you know, it's great to see the Villa fans traveling away again. It's been a very long time since we've had a chance to do that in uh, competitive football. Uh, what was Warsaw like, and what was it like traveling away with the Villa fans? Yeah, it's been brilliant. Um, I was fortunate to do it back in the Vienna days and Hamburg days, and it felt like uh, everyone was incredibly excited. So I personally flew out to Krakow on the day before the game. I had a night in Krakow, which was pretty lively. There was like, quite a few Villa there that would just, just bump into each other. I was on my own that evening, and you see Villa shirts, and everyone's incredibly welcoming to say, yeah, come and have a drink with us. And yeah, Krakow was fantastic. And then there's the train, two-hour train from Krakow to Warsaw. So the trains here are yeah, very, very good. They have a sort of restaurant carriage where you, that's the only place you're allowed to drink. You're not allowed to drink in the actual seat in area of the train. So naturally that meant there was about 35 Villa fans at <laughs> 10 a.m. in the restaurant carriage and they were getting told to be silent throughout the journey and didn't listen at all. Uh, so it was quite a rowdy train journey at 10 a.m. to, to Warsaw. And it's a lovely city. Um, the sun was shining. There was a square. They were very, very welcoming. I must admit, all the bars were fine with us. Quite happy to take our money, as you would expect. And yeah, made it feel very welcoming. And um, then you had to get a police escort to the ground. And it was a bit overkill, perhaps, because we didn't see any trouble at all. But that was the whole point, that they didn't want the fans to be with each other. Because mm. there is that reputation that they've got a bit of a a naughty uh, fan base and obviously with the English yeah. reputation they were desperate to keep us apart so yeah we got the police escort in the stadium was fantastic absolutely lovely brand new stadium you can just walk up upper tier and lower tier there's no segregation between the two at the top of the upper tier you could see the national stadium in the background oh wow um, so it, everything about that was fantastic the only real sour note which I imagined along social media is how we were treated after the game so, and as I said, I didn't see any trouble for the Villa fans behave probably almost too politely. I think everybody was a bit too respectful, I'm not suggesting there should be any trouble, but there was just no <laughs> atmosphere in the away end at all. Like, right. They were just so, like, it literally, like, frankly, they just didn't stop their home end. Normally, you get a break in play. Like, even when we scored, they just didn't stop. So, the away end never got going from an atmosphere point of view. Um, but then they kept us in. They said, and to be fair, they told us before the game, before we travel, you will be kept in after the game. I said it'd be about 40 minutes. And it turned out to be about 90 minutes. And there yeah. were essentially two bendy buses that were taking fans to and from the city centre. So they filled to, uh, it was about, say, a 20 minute drive in, 20 minute drive back. So there was only these two buses that you had to get in and out. So it took about 90 minutes to get, uh, well, it was over nine minutes to get on a bus. And so it was a long time, and to be fair, they kept the concourse open so you could buy food and drink. It just it was just frustrating. You've just lost the game, 
you want to get back into town. And by the time we got back into town, it was about 11 o'clock local time. And a, a few of the bars in the old square were thinking about closing. Um, but then we found a karaoke bar uh, down <laughs> in a cellar somewhere. So got people singing the Smiths, people singing all sorts. So amazingly, the atmosphere changed again and everyone had a, a jolly good evening. Um, so I, yeah, I, I promise to me, it's been very well organised. It was a shame that they kept us in for so long afterwards. But, you know, from a health and safety point of view, I saw absolutely no trouble. I've, I wouldn't know that there's been any incidents at all. haven't heard of anything through the grapevine. So maybe they were a little bit over the top, but at the same time, they kept us safe. They got us back in. Everybody was able to get a drink in the evening. So I think maybe they could have put on a few extra buses, but large and hold, it's been a fantastic trip. Uh, and nice, it's been, there's been quite a few villa over here, so it's been really good. I hope you were belting out Niccolo Zaniolo. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, we've got Chelsea next. Um, a couple of worrying away performances recently, uh, in amongst some really positive displays. Uh, do you think Villa can bounce back in the, in the coming week? You know, Chelsea, Everton, and Brighton, yeah, like I say it's a big week, right? Then, we, so I think, yes, I think we can. Chelsea are just a strange team, right? Like, yeah. You still get a little bit nervous about playing Chelsea. They're, they're a huge team. They've spent so much. And I know we won their last. We have a semi-decent record at Stamford Bridge, but you can also remember quite heavy defeats there in recent times as well. So it's a difficult game to predict how, I think when we talked pre-season, the big thing for Villa, Brighton, uh, we said we don't know how they're going to react to playing in Europe. So this is the first real test to see how the players come through that. I assume they may have flew home last night. Little, Very little training, very little focus on Chelsea in terms of time. So don't know that it's going to be a really tough game. Chelsea away is always a tough game, but throwing in the fact that after this game as well, I would think at best it will be a draw. I do have a little bit, I don't know if it's just because I woke up after yesterday's performance, it's hard to get the positivity going straight straight. But it's part of Chelsea reporting. They're there for the beating but they could also turn it on and be very good. Yeah. So I think it'll be a draw. Everton as well, I think we should have enough to beat Everton because you you imagine they would play a weakened side yeah, as well. And I can't imagine sure the Everton's weakened side will be very good considering their full strength side is not particularly great. Um, and then Brighton will be a cracking game. Really looking forward to that. So it's, big, it's a big week, but we need to make sure we pick up points because it doesn't. if you have a really bad week now, you could lose to Legia, let's lose to Chelsea out the League Cup, lose to Brighton, and all of a sudden the season's looking a bit more like West Ham's, where your focus has already become yeah. the wrong side of it. So Emery will know what he's doing. He rested a few players last night, so he should hopefully be able to bring in some Louise, Cash, Pau Torres, um, Moreno may even get some games on. Mm. I'm surprised he hasn't come on in the last two games. Uh, JJ will get a little bit more time walking. So we should have some fresh bodies out there. So there's no reason why we can't beat Chelsea, but I do think it's going to be a really tough game. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a tough game. That def- I, I, I still think Villa have loads of excellent quality going forward. Um, I think in attack, we look like we're always going to score. Um, mm. It's just whether the defence is solid enough without the presence of a leader like Mings. Mm. To ensure that those goals don't, you know, we get two, but don't concede three. It's it, 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 in some games at least. It and Chelsea, I think I'm, I just got my own Raheem Sterling. He's in very good form at the moment. Mm. It seems to have refound his mojo. Nicholas Jackson, you know, very physical striker. So we'll see. Uh, I still think Villa can do something. Great to see Jacob Ramsey back and Alex Moreno, and um, you know, maybe 
some maybe we'll use Warsaw as a, again just a learning curve and that maybe that's what this is you know Villa haven't been in Europe for a long time you know we were terrible up to about a year ago when Gerard left and Emery came in and we've been on an upward trajectory there's always going to be bumps in the road and it's just how we get through those you know we have we've had a few bumps under Emery before and we've come back from it and done really well so we're just going to have to do that again now and but the volume of games it's uh it's kind of important that I guess we just don't get into a bad spell of you know loss loss draw loss yeah. Just try and you know get, pick up points here and there, um, and that was my uh, uh, easy statement of the year. <laughs> Captain obvious here, um, but anyway. Um, but whether uh, you know, I mentioned your London Lions uh, chair. So uh, you know, for those who are listening, uh, might be from the London area uh, and thinking about getting involved, how can they get involved? Yeah, well, I can certainly get in touch with yourself, Frankie. I know you're a keen member of the team, and I think it's. Good to let people know that we've got uh, our football season starting again. So as, as you may have heard, we play in a London Supporters League where we play other fans of other clubs. So our first game of the season is next Sunday uh, against Panathinaikos fans. Uh, and then we'll be Bring up against on. the likes of Juventus and Roman. So if you fancy playing against some European teams now that we're a European club uh, in London, then yeah, reach out to Frankie. Or reach out to the London Lions on Facebook uh, and all of our social medias, and we'll be definitely get back in touch with you. I can strongly recommend that. I love playing for that team. It's brilliant getting to play people from different cultures, different styles. It's a, an amazing experience, honestly. So uh, do get involved and just message me, and uh, I'll get you in the get you in, get you in touch with the people in the know. <laughs> <laughs>